The energy you put into something is more important than the something itself. I want you to know it doesn't just look like maybe the way I do it or the way that you've seen it done in the past or maybe the way that you've been doing it. You don't really like doing it. Your business can expand beyond you. You have to make sure that you are willing to scale yourself. This is Aligned and Ambitious Radio. Hello, everybody. We are back. I want to do a quick introduction here and just say welcome to Aligned and Ambitious Radio. If you've been listening to for a while now, you probably have noticed that we took a little bit of a step back from the show back in December. So we've taken a few months off from the podcast and I had to really find um, a new rhythm with recording and kind of ground in a new intention of what I wanted the vibe to be around the show. And for me, the path of least resistance and the thing that felt um, the most natural, the most light, the most fun, the most captivating for me is to do these live podcast recordings with guests or if it's by myself, we'll have a mix of both. And then everything that we're talking about when you say live podcasting up at the top here will be on the podcast. So you're either going to be hanging out on Instagram with us right here, or you're going to be listening to this on the podcast, Aligned and Ambitious Radio. Both are perfect. Would love to have you in all of the places. Today, um, connect, we can bring up Meg's beautiful face, but we are going to have Megan Yelaney joining us today. Hi! Hello, how are you? I'm yeah. so good, long time no see. I know, I'm like, I'm so lucky I get to hang out with Taylor twice this week. This is great. I know, I felt the same way, I felt the same well, way. Yeah, so yeah. everybody, this is my friend Meg Yelaney. She's a business coach. She is the founder of The Pretty Awkward Brand and the host of The Pretty Awkward Podcast. And like when I think about Meg, if I was to explain to someone what she does, I would say that she is just the full embodiment of building an authentic business and selling in an authentic way, marketing in an authentic way. Like I told you this yesterday, we spoke yesterday. I was like, everything you put out is so you and it's so obvious and no stress strategy could like outperform your authenticity. And I think you're just so good at showing up as what you teach. So today we're going to talk about owning your uniqueness and authenticity and all the things. So I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, thank you. I love I love these intros. I mean, it's a very nice ego boost. I'm like, yeah. okay, thank you. Thank you so much. I need to go back and listen whenever I'm feeling down. So I appreciate it. I, You know how I feel about you. I have just like so much respect for you and I'm honored to be here and talking to your audience. Yes. So I think the first thing I just want to get is a little bit of like backstory. Like tell me about your brand, the evolution of your brand. You started in network marketing. You've had some pivots along the years. Tell us your story. Yes. Yes. I started network marketing, which is funny. I was interviewing some, I was on an interview yesterday and she also got started in network marketing, same company. And we worked together and she called it business in a box. And I was like, that's a great way to put it. That yeah. is kind of what I felt like. It's a great way to get started in entrepreneurship. And so many people do. It's wild how many really successful people they got started in network marketing. I'm like, wow, I can trace oh it all God. people through that. It's wild. I actually sold Beachbody back in the day. Yeah. I came across a Facebook memory and oh my, my sales post from eight years ago was literally like a crap quality picture oh no. of a big ass carrot and like some Greek yogurt chicken wing dip and I didn't even say buy anything but I know I was selling the 21 day fix of course like 
that's what we all did. It was literally like the container, yeah. sweaty selfie. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, hey, it kind of worked. So, <laughs> you know, totally. I don't think it would work today. But yeah, so I got started in the business in a box industry, if you will. And it really just helped me get my foot wet and feet wet in entrepreneurship because I didn't have to create a product. I didn't have to create anything. It was like done for you. Um, and I learned a lot. And I, when I got started, I was actually selling the program before I knew I could make money because I just had great results. And I was like telling everyone oh, you, and I was like, wait, okay. you were the embodiment of what you did back then too. Great. Good. <laughs> I really was. I was obnoxious. <laughs> I was obnoxiously that, yeah. And I was like, wait, I can get paid for this? This is crazy. I've been sending people to this website for a year. Like, I could have made hundreds of dollars, probably. I wouldn't say thousands because it wasn't a ton, but I was definitely getting people into it. So it was such a natural progression for me, which was a really great step in the in the door because I didn't feel like I was trying to build a business and make money. I was just like passionate, and it came from my passion. But I did go to school for business. I went to school for marketing. So I always had the business bug and I always loved learning about marketing and psychology. And my favorite class in college was consumer behavior. Like, why are people buying what yes. they buy? What are they doing? You know, it's yeah. just so interesting. So it always was interesting to me. And I was pursuing film, TV, and theater. So having an acting background, I think is a really natural uh, a lot of actors become entrepreneurs because you kind of are when you're an actor. You're like marketing yourself, your your own business, you know. And the and so and bravery that comes along with like putting yourself yeah. out there, like expecting yeah. no's but knowing your yes is coming. A hundred percent. I always say like my combined with network marketing and acting, no's do not face me. Like yeah. when I would have clients get so down, I was like, why do you care? And I realized, oh yeah, they haven't like been trained to hear no. <laughs> like I'm, I'm so used, I hear no way more in acting. It was like a hundred no's to get one gig and then a yes, you know? And so I'm so grateful for that. Cause I don't, I don't ever take it personally anymore. Right. Um, the conversion rate of acting. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, that trained me really well. So fast forward, I like kind of was, you know, flailing around for a while in, in Beachbody because a lot of people do that. I was like, oh, I'll kind of promote and then not, and then kind of promote. And finally it hit me like, what am I doing? I'm sitting on a gold mine here. All these people are like shredding their mortgages and all these fancy accolades and buying homes. And I'm not, I'm struggling. I'm doing background work in New York on film and television, freezing my ass off in the winter. I'm cocktail waitressing. I'm like, this isn't what the life I wanted. And it just like hit me. And after a live event, I was like, that's it. I'm going all in. And a year later from that moment, I was able to quit all the side jobs. I think I made $50,000 that year. I was like, what's happening? This is amazing. From broke actor, that was like so great. Um, like, I'm rich. I'm rich. <laughs> literally. I thought I was like, I made it. That's it. We don't need anything else. Yeah. And it's, it was such a, when I think back, I'm like, man, I love the mindset of that. I want to like embody that like excitement, you know, it's so beautiful and, uh, and naive in a way, which was great. Um, and that really was the, the awesome thing about that too, is I was able to act a lot more. I started booking really great gigs because I didn't go into it going, I need to pay my bills with this gig. It was like, I just want to act. I want to perform. Um, and so that was really cool. And then after a few years, I got, I made six figures in a year and then, and, and then over six figures in a year. And the beautiful thing about that was very little overhead. I do miss that about network marketing. I was like, no overhead. <laughs> so you were bringing home six figures. It was great. <laughs> um, and then I just got that itch and I was like, 
there's something else out here. Like I know I'm meant for more. I know I have all these skills and all these experiences and I, I can only serve if they join the company or they're a customer. And that just felt so restrictive to me. And so I started to create my own company outside of that. I got into the coaching world and was like, there's the world outside of Beachbody and started to expand my network, join programs and I had a, a, a fitness coaching business for like six months. It was not a long time. I guess it was like six to eight months. Um, but behind the scenes, even during those six months, I was business coaching. So I really should have just done that. But I'm glad I did the six months because it gave me so much experience. And I was really able to help a lot of fitness coaches from what I learned to do and not to do. Uh, and that's who I helped in the beginning of my business coaching career, just fitness and health coaches. Um, now I help any kind of service provider, but it was a really good six months of learning. And then I started fully business coaching in 20, 2018. And here we are today. We've had many iterations, many developments, but we've brought in over 3 million in sales in five years. And we've had huge growth years. And I'm sure we'll talk about this. We've had dips because we've had total remodels and yeah. we had very similar I stories. Questions. I have questions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's where we're, we're at now. And it's, I, I love my business today though. I, I can't say that every second of the last few years, but today I really do love it. So I think there's so much beauty in your story because it's like removing your niche or like your industry or your programs from it. What you were doing on your entire path was like, I'm not fitting in this box anymore. So I'm going to break out of it and take the next step and maybe not necessarily always knowing what that's going to look like or feel like. And that's really scary oftentimes to put yourself out there. And the yeah. first question, actually, this ties in nicely that I wanted to ask is, um, I want to talk about one how do you know what makes you different like how do you tap into that and I want to have a bigger conversation around confidence because I think like you know I think we were talking about this a little bit yesterday too like yeah. if you don't have that relationship with self and you're not owning your uniqueness it's like you yeah. know when a tree falls in the woods does anybody hear it and I think it's the same thing here yeah. so I would love to hear you work on that yeah totally so it's funny like when I started to use the word unique a lot and everyone uses it. It's not like only me, but when I started to really use it in like everything and I developed a method with the word in it, I realized for the first like year and a half, two years of my business, one of the reasons a lot of the clients I worked with, including myself had this like light bulb moment or they took off was because they owned this thing. And it's kind of, I have like a three pronged approach. I can kind of go over, um, a little mini lesson. Um, and so it's really finding your unique approach to how you do your business. It's combined with your personality and that's combined with your expertise or like the thing that you could talk about on podcast for days, which for me is this, right? Um, and that combination, like a lot of people will have a similar approach. A lot of people will have a similar expertise. A lot of people have some similar personality traits, but no one will have that combo. And so when you can like create that trifecta, it's like you are one of a kind truly. And that feels so hard to do nowadays because there's so many people online, but it's hundred percent possible. So for part one, which is your unique approach, I've kind of narrowed it down to four different approaches. I'm sure there's many, many more, but for sake of ease, there's four that I've noticed every client falls into one of these. Um, it's either a spiritual approach, which I would say you, you definitely take to business coaching. Yep. Just knowing you quiz on this, right? I think I took your quiz. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. Which you know, it's funny. I've had a lot of people take it a, a year ago, two years ago and take it now. And they've changed because they've changed, you know, like, 
Um, like, I wonder if a few years ago you would have been the strategic or I'm the sure I would mindset, you know, yeah. um, and you're still the thing to note for people listening is you're still technically a business coach. You, at the end of the day, you help people build businesses, you help people make money, right? But your bent, your approach has a strategic, has a strategic bent to it, right? Yeah. Versus someone who's like, all strategy all the time like do not come to me with any of the woo stuff don't come in with your mindset stuff i am strategy and that's all i can do and they know that and they own that and that's who they have come to them and what i noticed was when you lean into your approach you immediately differentiate yourself from the other three approaches that are out there right um i think especially if you're coaching people with business because everyone has strategy everyone has all the there's nothing really new nowadays you know we're all kind of just like doing different iterations of the same thing and like, so yeah with business everything comes up like every fucking yeah. thing comes to the surface your relationships your money relationship with self and exactly like every single thing i was actually just thinking about this the other day like actually i'm not gonna say that because i don't think it's super relevant but i was thinking about something i'm like ah, that's a rabbit hole i don't think we're intending <laughs> to go down um but this morning something that i was thinking about i was just like really marinating and like what we were going to talk about and uniqueness and like owning what you bring to the table. And I think such a big part of it is knowing that it's not meant for everybody. And so like your uh, different approaches, like, you know, my approach is going to speak to someone at this language. And if you speak this language, you're going to find someone that speaks that language too. And nothing's right with mine or wrong with mine or wrong with you or right with you. Yeah. And I think like, some entrepreneurs get discouraged of like, it's not clicking or like my client didn't get a result. And like that client just might've been speaking a different language, but what you bring to the table is so important. Oh, yeah, a hundred percent. And the beautiful thing about what you just said is there's so much room for everyone. That's mm -hmm. the thing. Like when you approach it from that angle, there's no competition. There really isn't, you know? And of course we all find ourselves sometimes going down that rabbit hole. And even I found myself in the last few weeks, like occasionally watching and a couple of the people I'll watch, like they're crushing it. And I'm like, wow, they're just doing so well. Or even you, honestly, I'll watch and I'm like, man, she's crushing it. But we're so different. We have very similar values and we, we like love each other. So there's lots of similarities, but we're different in how we show up. And I, and I look at all of the competitors, I guess, if you will. And I'm like, we are, I could never post that because people would be like, who hacked Megan's phone? Yeah. You know, like it would just, yes. would it make sense? And so it's kind of like when I started my fitness business and I was doing all the booty poses that every Fitspo was doing, I was like, this feels so weird. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I refuse. If it makes, it means I crash and burn my business and I crash and burn my business. I don't want to do it. It's not worth it. And that is what actually set me apart is because I made fun of the, fit, the booty yep. video. <laughs> I made fun of myself for doing it. I was like, hey, if you've fallen prey to this, I have to, it's okay. There's a better way. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I just really encourage people like, the whole be yourself online feels so daunting, especially if you've been made fun of for being yourself or ridiculed, or there's a lot to unpack there. And that's a whole other story, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, some I'm not qualified to, to coach about, <laughs> um, but so I get that. I totally get that. But I promise you now more than ever, people want authentic. It's in to be authentic. Like they want to see the real you more and more and more. So just a little side tangent. Um, so basically with the, if you want me to just finish the, yeah, the yeah. four approaches, there's four different approaches. There's mindset, strategic, aspirational, which is like embodiment, um, and spiritual. Now we're all, all four, we all have all four, but we all kind of like the Enneagram, right? When you read the Enneagram, you're like, I'm all of these though, but you lean towards one. So I really encourage you to try not to be like, Oh, but I'm all four. 
pick the one that makes the most sense. And the way you can do this, well, I have a quiz, which is great. Megalini.com forward slash quiz. I think that's it. Um, very easy. Um, but besides that, honestly, if you just think, how do I handle client struggles when a client comes to me? Um, and maybe if you haven't worked with a ton of clients, a friend, right? Someone, someone you're helping with this thing that you want to build a business based on. What is your immediate response when they come to you with a struggle? Is it like, okay, we got to go strategy. What did you do? What did you not do? What happened before? Or is there a mindset? Or is there spiritual practices? Or you talk about embodiment? That's probably your bent. That's probably what you actually identify as with your approach. So that's number one. And right there, you're differentiating yourself from, you know, three other, other methods if you pick one. Um, then number two is pretty simple. It's like, who are you when you're not on camera? And I really recommend, I actually did this. I had to do this again. I did a brand survey like five years ago and it's why my brand is still the same. It has been so beneficial for, for this brand is I sent out, it was like maybe 15 questions to current clients, past clients, friends, family. And I was like, tell me what, who is Megan? Like, what are the personality quirks, traits? What's the color that you think of? Like when you hear her and for me, it was like pinks and yellows. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, what are some words? What are some TV shows? What are some foods and smells? It was like kind of wild actually. Um, it gave me so much information and I was like, okay, cool. Some of this, if you do this, you're going to get maybe things back that you're like, oh, I don't want to come across like that. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay that just means you're not probably putting out your your full self like if you if you ask some clients or you ask audience members if that's how you're you're being perceived that's how you're being perceived and you can change that you can totally change that um and so that was really eye-opening and from there a few of the personality traits i was like i am not showing this at all i am doing these serious fitness photo shoots like so like sexy and all this stuff and that's just not me. And now you're doing Alexis Rose. Now I'm doing Alexis Rose. Like that's who I am. You know? <laughs> I'm like, I'll save that for my husband. He gets that side of me. He's the only one who gets that side of me. But other than that, it's just like, it's just not who I am. And so, um, that was something that made such a big difference. And I know that sounds so simple, but it can be like, what are three personality traits that you feel like you're kind of putting a mask over when you come onto stories or lives. And cause you don't know if it's silly or this is a big one I get is especially business owners. Oh, they won't take me seriously because I have to be luxury. I have to be this. I'm like, yeah, I have like millions authority, or authority. Yeah. I'm like, I made millions in this business being, having the brand pretty awkward. That disproves that right there. Like it does not matter as long as it's true and you can actually help people. <laughs> so that brings me to <laughs> kind of my third and last point of the uniqueness part is what is your expertise within your industry? What are you really, really great at? So within business, maybe it's live launching or like we talked about with you, I'm like, Taylor, you have to put out a program that's like, how do you get the idea out of your head onto paper and then launched in a week? How do you do that? I want to know. Eventually. <laughs> you need to put that out there. I'm joining. So like, that's one of your expertise. That's something you're so great at, right? Maybe for someone else it's in business. Let's just say as an example, it's podcasting, or maybe it's launch planning or funnels or whatever it is, or unique development. And you are like, I could talk about this on podcast forever. That's your expertise. Combine all three of those. And you could have a post that is explaining your expertise. You're teaching, you're showing your authority. You're adding your quirks. Maybe it's a post that's like a GIF if you're kind of quirky or it's a skit or something like that. And you're actually sharing your approach. You're putting in something with mindset. You're putting in something with your spirituality. You don't have to have all three in every single piece of content. That's, that's a lot of pressure, but 
once you have these three laid out, you can pick from them and right there, your content's going to stand out because it's not going to be the same repetitive thing that everyone's doing. So well, I just yeah, talked a lot. <laughs> the first thing that comes to my mind is when I know the approach of like how I'm guiding someone through a transformation, I'm showing up way more confidently because I can articulate mm -hmm. it. I can demonstrate it. I can speak about it. I know like where we're going from A to B to C. And um, I'm in the process of launching a program about creating offers right now. And so in my white mm -hmm. space and journaling this morning, that's something I was thinking about is like, are you, can you get behind? Are you as confident in how you're going to bring someone transformation as you are excited about bringing them transformation? Ooh, and like, we're all really excited to show up and serve, but like, do you know, like, you know, you, like, you know, that like you, the, the methodology that you have, the framework, your approach is going to get them more of what they want or set them up for the most success possible. Yeah. Oh, that's so huge. Like you have to enjoy, I think we talked about this on ours yesterday too, a little bit, like you have to enjoy the process. If you don't, you're going to be so resentful and you're going to just, you're not going to show up well. It's not going to help them to your full capacity. I've been there. I'm sure you have too, where I'm like, oh, I don't like, I got all these people in and I have no desire to do this now. Mm -hmm. And, and I love the people, but it's just like, I didn't set the process up. And exactly when you right. identify your approach, you also, something you do when you identify your approach is you attract people who are about that approach. They're like, I'm all mm -hmm. for that. Cause like spiritual, for example, yes. If you attract someone who's like super strategic and like not, does not want to touch the spiritual aspect. And then all of a sudden you're like throwing out these terms or you're like bringing your care. Well, I had a coach. I specifically hired her for this reason. She was an energy healer and content coach and business mentor. And I wanted to do energy healing and all that. Every session we had she had our tarot card deck and she was reading her cards while we were working business to someone who's not about that they'd be like what the heck this what is this witch doing to me right now you know <laughs> oh my so gosh i'm so googling i'm so i actually it's funny that you say this because i think it's so important too for you to stand really firm in your approach and not feel like yeah. you have to bend to serve more people um i got on a call with a referral client and it was her and her partner who came to the call which wow. i've never um, like, you know, done a duo call. I never do sales calls at all, but she was like, I have no idea who you are. Can we just like connect for a couple minutes? We jumped on the phone. Um, and I was explaining my approach to her and my philosophy. And she's like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm not big into the mentality stuff. And like, even her choice of words, I was like, okay, I see, I see how this was, you know, going to be something out of her comfort zone. But she ended up messaging me the next day saying, this is so out of my comfort zone. And I know it's the thing. I know it's exactly what I need. I'm so excited. I'm all in. She signed up. And I just thought to myself, what if I had wavered on the call of like trying to kind of dilute it or like switch and bait her to get the sale and then like, oh, you'll love it. Trust me. But really to be transparent and this is my process and you can love it or you can leave it and both are perfect. Yes. I love, I love that you shared that because you also in that if she didn't decide to get out of the comfort zone, which is so cool. She's obviously so self-aware. I'm super psyched to work I'm like, with her. She's super. Her husband like was great all client. about it. Her husband was like, she needs this. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Like she's so self-aware of what she needs to work on, which is the dream client, right? Oh my gosh. Totally. Uh, that's amazing. But also if you didn't share that and you were like, oh no, it's not really that much mindset stuff. Don't worry. It's, it's, it's fine then she'd come in and you'd feel so restricted because yes. you wouldn't be able to do your magic. And then she wouldn't get the results because part of your magic is the mentality stuff. <laughs> like she puts it like that. It's funny. I know. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're, you're going to see a whole different world. So, excited. <laughs> so we were kind of 
you talking about like ebbs and flows in the beginning and yeah. you kind of had to like pull back and reassess. And I know that's something that me and you have both dealt with over the last year or two. I have a question of, have you ever felt like you maybe you realized it or you didn't realize it until you were slipping further into it, but have you ever felt like you had to compromise yourself and your authenticity mm -hmm. to get the success that you saw other people having? Ooh, that's a great question. I love how you phrase that. Um, you know, what's interesting. I don't feel like I've had to compromise my personality or how I show up because that like just the, my brand in itself is that that's like literally what I help people with. So I think it would be pretty obvious, but I have definitely compromised my other life priorities mm -hmm. for sure. Like, Oh my gosh, for sure. It's why I had to totally remodel my business. So I guess if that makes sense, like I've always, I don't feel like I've ever like tried to put on a different face. I did in fitness. And then once I took that mask off, I was like, it's staying off. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what? I guess in a sense during that tough time, during the remodel, I think I, a lot of times I was presenting this, like, we're good. This is great. I'm so excited about this remodel where behind the scenes, I was like, Oh my God, like we're making so much less money and I feel like my ego is dying and all this stuff. So that in that way, yes, I guess. <laughs> well, it's so funny because something I always say to my clients around showing up authentically is the thing that you're like most resistant to share, like the thing that you want to just stay in the closet forever is often the thing that's going to quantum leap you or like speak to that exact client. And even what you said when we were talking earlier about, well, what if I lose credibility or people don't take me seriously? To me, authority is like demonstrating leadership. And like, in order to work with someone, I want to see them demonstrate their leadership through real life things that actually happen, whether we want to acknowledge them on social media or not. Yeah. Oh, it is so funny. It's like, even during those times, I just, the reason that popped in my head is I saw Katie on our book. Yes. <laughs> she was like so excited. And I was like, Katie's the only one who actually knows what's happening behind the scenes. Same. She knows what I'm making. And it's like, I've never lied, of course. Like, I've been very honest. Like, hey, we're taking a hit. We're purposely doing it. But I don't think I was honest in how it affected me emotionally and mentally. Like, it was hard to be like my identity was which this wasn't this was a good thing because it I, my identity shouldn't be tied to how much money I make uh, for me personally I don't want it to be um I want to make a ton but I don't want it to be like I am only me if I'm doing that right and it was and so I had to have this like ego death and go you are choosing to make these you're making these choices you're reworking things you need to let that go and it was about a year and I was like I can't let it go I can't let it go <laughs> yeah what well, was, was that process like for you I mean what were the things in your business that were like okay this isn't fitting anymore and how did you decide because I feel like that happens to a lot of us too we have um both you know built something really beautiful and kind of started to to outgrow it and so knowing like well where do I even start to realign or like reauthenticate the different moving pieces yeah, totally. I think I moved from a very live coaching, every single penny required my attention, me showing mm -hmm. up to make mm -hmm. money to now having more group, more, I still do a lot of live coaching, but it's not so much one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and that was night and day. Like when I was making the most money, I was also working five days a week on calls, six hours a day, at least, oh you know, God. and then creating sure. content. It was, I don't know how I did it. And I look back and I look at my highest, because I remember when I was like, I'm in a new mastermind and we we're setting goals. And I was like, I'd like to get back up to this. And she's like, okay, great. Let's go look at what you did. I'm like, 
we, we can't. <laughs> I can't do that. It doesn't I, matter. <laughs> I know what I did and I can't do it again. I refuse. I'd rather not make that money if that was the only way to make that money, which yep. it's not, obviously. Um, and so for me, it was moving from all live coaching, all one-on-one, -on -one, everything on me. So if I disappeared, the money disappeared to now I have a group program that I have two co-coaches and I don't do any one-on-one -on -one in the group program. And I have a mastermind where we have quarterly one-on-ones and it's group calls. I have my guest contributors. I can run both of those when I have a baby. That's it. That's everything for me is like, can I do this when I have a child? <laughs> um, which I'm like, you'd be so proud of me for that. <laughs> I have a really similar structured program and it just works. Yeah. Really yeah. And I love it. And you know what I've noticed? It attracts, at least for the mastermind, it attracts like real bosses. It attracts people who are like, I don't need Megan every single second yeah. because I can make these decisions. It's making them make decisions on their own. I still have some one-on-one -on -one clients, but very few, like I'll usually max it out at three at a time. And it's just cause like, I know the slippery slope cause I do love one-on-one -on -one coaching. But then all of a sudden I look at my calendar. I'm like, I'm on so many calls. I can't, I can't do podcast interviews. I can't do this. Like I've all these other things I want to do. So that's been the biggest flip for me, which sounds like, Oh, cool. That's easy. It's, it's easier to make money. I don't think you're like, at all. It's, it's not easy. <laughs> it's been a journey, but I'm like sticking to my guns. And there's been so many moments. I'm sure you've had this experience over the past, especially the past year when people have skyrocketed and they're like sharing all their income and all this stuff. And it's people that I feel we were at the same pace, if you will. Right. Monetarily. And I'm like, I should be making that much too, you know? And I look at how they're making it and I'm sure they have beautiful systems set up, but most of them actually pretty much all of them that I'm citing don't have kids. And I refuse to look at a business now if they don't have kids or want kids, right? Like my mentor doesn't have kids, but the way she structures her business, she could have a kid tomorrow and still run her business easily. And that's why I hired her. So it's like, it's so important for everyone like watching to really remember what's going on behind the scenes. How are they actually conducting everything? While they say they have all these structures in mind, if you have a hundred people in Boxer, I don't care who you are, how are you doing that? Like how and i just had to go you need to stop saying i could do that i could do that i could do that because you don't want to do that so it's well, been a journey well i mean with all of it having focus and blinders on for what you're doing and just like having white space and having flexibility and having time where you like really do nothing or having time where you're just like consciously like getting thoughts out whether it's through a journal or through like just a shower and you're just like taking that space to clear you start to go into this tunnel vision of like, oh, wow, I have all these great ideas that I would have never found scrolling Instagram, or I would have yeah. never thought of if I was like, stalking somebody else's, you know, sales page, trying to reverse engineer what they built or this, that, and the other thing. And it's a waste of time because you're going to do that. And you're going to try it on and it's not going to fit you. And then you're going to go into some tailspin about like, oh my goodness, I suck or my offer suck. And it's just like, you just tried on pants that didn't fit. If you were in the store, would you have a tantrum or would you just grab a different size and like yeah. walk away with, it with the pair that fits you? So true. And when you look at it, that perspective, you're so less attached, which we talked about a lot yesterday is like, it's the attachment. Like even this, I'm ramping up for a, a launch and I'm doing it more old school than I used to, which is like a long ramp up, a, a really like giving, giving, giving to my audience. And I wanted to, I missed it doing that. I haven't done that in a long time. And Damn, so I feel like we are constantly in a parallel. I know. 
I love it. And, and it's really, I just feel so in service right now. I'm like, I'm giving so much for free. I even have, um, I have a workshop next week and I have a, a mini mastermind that I, I'm in. I have a real mastermind I'm in and then a self-run one. And yesterday we met and she was like, why aren't you launching your program next week at the end of it? Like you've already done so much. I'm like, I could, and I could easily sign clients from it, but I want to do this. I want to keep them on the edge and then give them one last thing and then pitch and be like, this is such a no brainer. I know I need this kind of thing. And I, there was a second though, even yesterday, like trying on the different pants that I was like, maybe I should change my plan. Maybe I should launch next week. You're maybe like, I button up, get in there. Like exactly. at the zipper. <laughs> it's such a good analogy. Exactly. It's like, oh my gosh, she's so smart. She's successful. I should do that. She's right. I should launch next week. And I'm like, no. You have a plan for a reason. You're excited about the plan. Stick to the plan. You sit you know? up like your jeans just rip in the ass and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, there's no way. It's like, um, but yeah, anyway. Something that came through as you were saying that was, I think it has also so much to do around your codependency and relationship with money and like needing the sale. I mean, there's always, there's a million ways we could all be making money right now. Like I bet all of us could go find 10 different potential, like viable streams of revenue. That doesn't mean that like you should, <laughs> that doesn't mean that it's good for you. That doesn't mean that you'll enjoy it. And I think about it like in relationship with self is like, like if you want someone to propose to you, like you're probably not going to be like tapping on their shoulder and like obsessing over it and like not sit sitting still. Right. Like, and then you get proposed to and you're like, wait, did, did he do it? Cause he wanted to do it. Or because like, I, I was forcing him to do it. Now there's like all this uncertainty and it's like a Jenga board and everything's unstable. And it, that really starts with being rooted in what's an integral way for me to make money, which I think has so much to do with your authenticity in business. Yeah. Oh, it's so, it's so true. I love your analogies. You've got great analogies. I was like, oh yeah, I so see that. <laughs> Rapid resolution like... therapy certification. <laughs> yes. It's so, I love using metaphors and stuff because it just helps people grasp the concept so much more. And, and it also, when you do it that way, like you're like you kind of said you're not forcing people into your offers when you do that you're tricking or fomoing you're gonna get refunds you're gonna have people who are like oh this isn't what i thought like when you do it the other way it's like they're hell yes client and it's so much more enjoyable and more profitable even if technically you take in less you will have no refunds you'll have clients who have amazing results and refer you like crazy like the actual yeah. long-term profitability is so much more when you do it that way so I have another question, the third question I want to ask you when it comes yeah. from um, like a marketing and sales perspective, how you show up on social media and in your launches, how do you make decisions? Maybe it's strategic or intuitive or what have you, but how do you know how to market and sell authentically? And could you give us like some signs that would indicate you are marketing from an inauthentic place? Ooh. It's a great question. So I'll start with the first one. You might have to remind me about this. Yes, I will. I realized that was like six questions. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. <laughs> so how do you know you're marketing authentically or when you're do, going for your plan? So yeah. something I like to do is at the end of the day, there's some tried and true things, right? Like I went to school for marketing and there was no internet marketing. I think there was like one class, but I went, I graduated in 2009. So there was not much going on, right? <laughs> the time. It was like Facebook for just college students. It was really fun. I was, we felt very cool. Like, uh, I remember thinking I was a freshman in high school. Yeah. In 2009. 
<laughs> so I'm 35. I graduated in 2009. There was like no internet uh, or no social media, I should say. And we just had Facebook. And so the actual, like everything now is so different, but there's some tried and true things that I literally still use from college. And I'm like, I never used my degree, but I actually do a little bit. Um, and it's about that. That's a great, I know, I should, tell me more. I should make a post about that. And honestly, a huge class that really impacted me was consumer behavior. And we had to literally go into stores, just a quick side story. Cause it's kind of funny. We had to go into two different stores for this big paper we had to write and watch people. And so I chose Ikea and that was a hoot. I was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I just like was on the phone with my mom the whole time. Cause I, otherwise I looked like I was shoplifting. Cause I, I was just like looking at people watching everything. <laughs> so I would watch what people would do, like how they would touch things, how they would pick things. And like, I would kind of use up on their conversations. It was a little creepy, yeah. but man, I learned so much. And the other store is Victoria's Secret. That was also very interesting. Oh my gosh. That I'm one I think. Go to the mall today and do this for fun. <laughs> it's so fun. And I definitely think people thought I was shoplifting there. I was like, uh, I, my mom's so funny. She's like, okay, what are we going to talk about right now? I'm like, not, nothing. I need to just pay attention, but I don't want to be like just by myself. It was so funny. But anyway, there's so much from there that I learned. And a huge thing is like, really connecting. I'll always write down, and these are pretty obvious, but I think people skip these because they think there's this like magic sauce is what are those problems, those pain points, those struggles that literally keep them up at night. And I think that's the thing we're not hitting on. We go through, we just go to the surface. We go to like, I want more clients. I want more money. I want to lose weight, whatever it is. But what's that underlying thing that they're not telling you because they're embarrassed to tell you. And it literally wakes them up in the middle of the night. It wakes them up in the morning and they have like anxiety right away. Like, what is that? And so I'll write that down. And then what's that desire? If they could get that off their chest, how would they feel like kind of the opposite? And I'll literally do this. I go through my own exercises in my program, which highly recommend we everyone do because we create these great things and we don't use them sometimes. Um, And so I'll write that down and then I'll do something called like a domino effect where I'll say, what's the immediate results? Like what's the result that they want at the end of the 12 weeks or whatever it is. But then what's the six month past? What's the nine months? What's the year? What's the five years? Like how can that have such a domino effect on the rest of their life? Mm. Because we want a future vision. We're such like, we're, we're dreamers. You want to really be able to cast that net. And so I like to do that. And then within there, I go, what are some essential things that they think they need to learn? Because we have to speak to what they say they want to learn, your audience. And then what are some things I know they need to learn? that they don't know. It's like never they don't know that they don't the thing know. you think it is. <laughs> like, exactly. Ever, ever, ever. It's never. It's get them in with what they think they need, give them yeah, what they yeah. want. But I like to do a little bit of, a bit of both. So I'm kind of doing that right now, actually. I have this signature framework workshop. Most people in the beginning don't think, oh, I need a signature framework. Like, they don't even know what framework means. Yeah. And one thing I've done in the past two weeks and this week and next is teaching that, like explaining how important that is, showing client results on that. So... Those are a few things I do. And then within that, I would get a bunch of screenshot testimonials, client case studies to support all that. Um, And lastly, and this is huge, I will write stories for each of those segments because I just think story sells better than anything. You're so great at this. Like when you can tell a story that with a metaphor, with an analogy, something like that, that's when people grasp things. And so the the basis like we just said the problems the struggles the domino effect results the things that they think they need to learn the things you need you you think you know they need to learn then the specific stories with each of those and then personally for me like 
yesterday I did a post that was a skit and it was Alexis Rose. I'll say like, what's something fun that I want to do? I love gifs. Yeah. I love skits. I love singing in my videos. You don't need to be a performer, but like, what's something that is a metaphor? Like the jeans, you should totally do a gif or a, or a, um, a reel of you trying to put your jeans on like that. Like that's, that would be really fun. a good idea. Okay. You, sh you should do that. <laughs> You know what I mean? And like, it's something that shows your humor. Like we've said about the uniqueness, go back to some of those, those personality quirks. Are you showing that? Are you picking real audios that show that humor that make people go, Oh, I just learned from them. And I like them, you know, versus, yes. Oh, just another post that maybe I'll save because it seems legit, but I don't really know the person from it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. Cool. Something that I think about too, when it comes to launch planning and just like choosing my marketing and what I'm going to roll with is like, if I showed up in a room with some of my closest friends and then showed up in a room with my clients, like, are they getting the same version yeah. of that? Yes. And I, I, I'm very comfortable in how I would show up with my friends. I know what kind of food I would prepare for them. I know like how I greet them. I, I would know how I'd host the entire evening. And so yeah. I try to like translate that in a digital space as much as possible of like how do I bring someone into an experience and I just did a launch event over the weekend I've never done a weekend launch event but I was like yeah, how, how fun that, like I don't know no one's working no one's on calls like we can just like pour into us and spend the weekend in our jammies and it was so fun it was so great yeah. and I enjoyed it so much but I think even considering who you are outside of your computer screen and how can you mm -hmm. make sure there's as much alignment and congruency as possible between mm -hmm. the two yeah, I love that. Exactly. I think it's probably why um, I personally become friends with almost all my clients. Yeah. Uh, like after or during, but after, you know, and there's some that I haven't worked with for years, but we still will schedule like Zoom meetups, you know, maybe once every few months and just catch up. And it's like, exactly for that reason. It's you get what you see is what you get. You know, yeah. like, when I met you, I was like, Oh, that's exactly who she is online, you know, and I feel like it sounds obvious, but it's wild how many times I've heard people say the opposite about some people they've met and they're like, oh my gosh, night and day, yeah. you know? Really or awesome. like, you know, even, uh, I I'll never forget, it was a couple of years ago, I think it might have been in 2018 or 19, but there was a huge coach and she had all the success and all the things and I was like, your marketing is great, your messaging is great, like, I was so bought into her. I remember I DM'd her and was like, hey, tell me about your mastermind and like the response in the DM was like, Hootis. <laughs> like I, I didn't I remember I didn't even respond to like messages and never ended up seeing that through unfollowed her but like lost a client for life because somewhere somehow there was like a breakdown of who I'm experiencing and what that looks like and I think that some people struggle with that because it it turns into like this per performative thing of like, I have to show up in this way to get likes and to get sales and to do it this way and to do it that way. And like I said, in, in the intro, you are such a ray of sunshine in the industry because you are like, I'm going to take all these boxes and I'm not saying the boxes are broken, but I'm saying I'm going to put a bow on them. I'm going to paint them pink and yellow. Like I'm going to do them my way and put my own spin on it. And if you can do that as a business owner, yeah. like you win. Yeah. Totally. And like you said, you've got a community that your people feel, they feel like they're that too, you know, and they'll feel safe and seen and heard. And they'll be like, I'm with my people, you know, like, yeah, we joke around that I, I feel like I have a community of self-proclaimed misfits and nerds and like, <laughs> Hey, we want to make a ton of money, but we don't want to like put on fancy clothes or show luxury items. Like, 
we want to nerd out and talk about Harry Potter and talk about like these other things. Yeah, our coupon, have our wands, you know? <laughs> and and I such all different types of misfits, if you will. And it's great because we all feel like they feel like they can be so themselves, but make great money from it. And that's the thing. It's like you can, you truly can. I think more so now than ever, people are sick of the same old, same old. Like they don't want to see well, as I say this, I just had a photo shoot and I did have a blazer in some of the shots, but they don't we want love to love your blazers, Nick. I them. do. I actually, I actually like blazers. Me too. I have um, so yeah, I'm a fan. But they don't want to see the same thing, especially it's like you never would wear that. It's like, it's so obvious. So yeah, I, I love this whole conversation. Yes, it was so good. Well, I would love it for you to just tell people where they can connect with you and find you. We're going to link your quiz and all the things, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you can find me over on Instagram at Megan Yelaney, same on TikTok. Um, and then I have a podcast called the pretty awkward entrepreneur and Taylor's going to be on that in a, in a little while. I'm really excited for the episode. It was so good. Um, and we do interviews called awkward time interviews where we interview, um, successful entrepreneurs and basically ask them what was the really tough time so that you can see that it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Um, and I do Friday heart to hearts, which is just like me telling you what's going on this week behind the scenes. Those are my favorite. Honestly, I love, love, love doing those. Um, and yeah, that's where all the free stuff is. If you're watching this before March 15th, I'm running a live workshop all about identifying your signature framework, creating that and how to uniquify it, name it. So you feel really confident talking about your offer. A lot of what we talked about today is very in line with that workshop. So that's happening on March 15th. Um, and I'll send you all that, all that stuff, but we got other stuff going on after that. So yeah. just, just come pay attention. We got some goodies coming for you. There's always something good going on, yeah. like yeah. your reels, your episodes, your launches, all the things. So definitely like watch as Megan does. And as soon as you watch her, you'll, you'll know if she's for you. It'll be so, so obvious. So <laughs> we will link all the things, but thanks for coming, Meg. This has been so nice to have such good conversations. If you guys are watching live on Instagram, thanks for hanging out with us. If you are catching this on the podcast, it'll be up by the end of the month. So I'm excited for you guys to even listen again with a notepad because we got some good stuff in here. Yay. Thank you so much. Yes. Great. All right, guys. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Aligned and Ambitious Radio. To stay connected in between episodes, follow me on Instagram at alignedandambitious.co and check out Aligned and Ambitious TV on YouTube. And as always, if this podcast is one that inspires you, make sure you subscribe and review the show. I'll see you next time and I hope the rest of your week is full of magic.